And welcome back to another episode of the Undefeated Quarantine Edition. This is the third episode um, of the Quarantine Edition. I'm here with Will. What's up? And Anthony. Good morning. And uh, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. We'd all like to say that we've been away for two minutes. I've been awake since 10.30, all right? I was awake before that, actually. Cool. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. You're so cool. It is good for you were, me. You were awake before 10.30. That's so awesome of you. I know, right? I'm such a tryhard. I woke up and I, and I went to the park and started hitting home runs. I hit like seven home runs today. I'm feeling good about myself. Let's go play 2K so you can feel not good about yourself. No, 2K is a bad game. But anyways, we are going to move on. And uh, it's 23 days until the NFL draft. And that's really what is the the only thing going on currently um, in sports. And everything else is quarantined. Um, The Olympics were moved back to 2021. That's going to be weird because, like, for the rest of our lives, the Olympics are going to be an odd number of years. No, I I think this is a one-time thing. Yeah, but like it's every four years. Yeah. It's every, it's so every it'll, two years. No, it's every four years. It's, no, every, it's every two two years. No, every four years per like so there's every four years there's a summer Olympics. Yes, but every four years there's a winter Olympics. I now that it's just on a gonna 2024 summer Olympics. It's just gonna be a, a, a one year because they they had postponed. So um, are we really gonna have Olympics two years in a row then? Yeah. I mean that's insane, right. bro. That's amazing. Imagine having, imagine if this thing goes till next year and we had the winter and summer Olympics in the same year. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be crazy. That'd be wild. That'd be insane. I know. And I would go to them. In Japan? With my daddy's credit card. Great. Don't say daddy. Don't. Please don't. <laughs> I do not need that on this podcast. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay, so we're actually going to get started. Uh, this is my brand new mock draft that just finished up yesterday. Um, and with the first overall pick, we already know what's going to happen. It's going to be Joe Burrow, quarterback at the Louisiana State University. You know, I think if, if Tua didn't have the, um, the, dra- the, the three questions, I think there would be more of a more of a debate for the first overall pick, but I, I, am, I don't see how the Bengals don't pick Joe Burrow. I read a report saying that the Dolphins are reportedly trying to acquire the first overall pick from the Bengals. Yeah, but I, I don't think they can. I, I, I don't think the Bengals are going to give it up. No. But like, if the Dolphins offer a huge package, which we all know the Dolphins are, are loaded prone to do. They're loaded with draft picks right now. They could offer two firsts and still have two firsts. They could offer a top They're five pick. They're gaining the first, yes. Yeah, they would. They would have plenty of. They have plenty of draft capital. But if you're if you're going to trade up for number one, you need to offer more than two firsts. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I just don't. I just don't think that the bang the that the that the Bengals give up number one just because. I mean, Joe Burrow. He's a hometown kid from Ohio. Um, from that area, you know, he loves the place. Um, and, and just, you know, we, we saw in his Heisman speech, he really loves that community and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I really don't see him going anywhere. Uh, I think this is just too perfect for the Bengals to, to pick up a hometown guy. And I think that, you know, he, he does have some questions, you know, only having one really good year in college. Other than that, he wasn't all that good. 
Um, I actually had to transfer because he couldn't get that Ohio State starting job. But um, that's one of the hardest jobs to get in sports, though. Like the starting quarterback job at Ohio State University is one of the hardest quarterback jobs in the in the world. Oh, for sure. But um, you know, there's always going to be those kind of questions. But then again, he may he had the best college quarterback season of all time. Yeah, but you see, I, I just come in with, can he carry that over? That's, like, my main question with Joe Burrow. Cause right, and, that, and that's everybody's main question. In this this year, he was amazing, but before that, he was right. less than amazing. So, so it's just a matter of, can he sustain it? Can he carry it over? So we're going to find out here soon, but I definitely think that um, he's definitely the first guy to come off the board. And uh, at number two, the Redskins pick – and they're going to take my number one prospect in the draft, and that's Chase Young. Um, there are questions on whether the Redskins would take Tua or Chase Young, but I, I mean, especially because the Redskins don't really have a need at pass rusher, taking um, DeAndre Sweat last year, and they already have Ryan Kerrigan. Montez Sweat. Montez what? Sweat, not DeAndre. I don't. I said DeAndre. I don't know. I was thinking DeAndre Swift. I'm a weirdo. I thought you were um, thinking of DeAndre Baker. But. DeAndre Baker sucks. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but Chase Young is just, I mean, he is a wrecker. You know, even he's, when he he's wasn't like the same. Backs, he's always in the backfield. He's the best player in this class. He is the most, like, he's the most well-rounded prospect. And if this guy misses, I don't know how, how he misses. I mean, I, I, think I don't understand how he could be a flop. The Redskins at this point are in a position where they have the quarterback, so they don't need to take one, and they can just do what the Giants did and take the best pick. Player available, but do they have the quarterback? That's the real question. I think that they think that they have the quarterbacks because they have two quarterbacks that are pretty good. I mean, Kyle Allen came in and won his first five games, but after that, he started sucking. Yeah. But after, but now he's on the Redskins, back with a coach that helped him win the five games. So I think that there's going to be a big quarterback competition this year in Washington. It's yeah. going to be a very lackluster quarterback competition because they're right. not amazing quarterbacks, or they haven't developed into the amazing quarterbacks yet but a quarterback competition in the least is always exciting right so it's just going to be interesting to see what um what happens at that point um but yeah i think the redskins have to go chase young and then maybe they maybe they trade ryan kerrigan for a pick i mean ryan kerrigan's gonna he's turning 32 this year isn't he and chase young just gonna slot in right to replace kerrigan and right sweat on the edge but then, yeah and it's just gonna be an amazing pass first opportunity there but Ryan Kerrigan's still an amazing pass rusher. He is one he of the is. most underrated players in the league. I love Ryan Kerrigan. I, I, it sucks that he's on the Redskins, but I think Ryan Kerrigan's just a, a great player. Um, yeah. A game changer, and I think that he could go to a contending team and really help them out. Yeah, like the Eagles. Okay. So this mock draft does include trades and this is where the first one happens the dolphins trade up from five to three and take to a tongue of Iloa quarterback out of alabama now we've heard some reports that say that some nfl offices just like herbert more than they like Tua, just because of the injury issues and with all this coronavirus stuff going on that you know they can't get him in the facility and you know see how he actually looks to their doctors which is what they really trust so you know, there's some there's some interesting stuff there. So, but um, like he just uh, he's too good to that, skip. You know, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, you know, 
who, who you know what where the Dolphins like their quarterbacks I don't if they like Tua better if they like Herbert better but I I believe Tua just has that it factor I don't know if Herbert's got the arm he's got some accuracy issues and he just doesn't seem like he has the it factor Tua seems like he has the it factor and you really need that with the quarterback yeah so, I mean he came in after really interesting to, to to look at in his freshman season he came in off the bench and won a national championship like if you're looking for an it factor, I don't know how you can miss that it factor. It's just, he's just amazing. Yeah. And when if the Dolphins take him, they can even have him sit under Fitzpatrick for this season and then play him when he's ready next season. Yeah. And that's why I think that's what they do. Even if they bring yeah. in Herbert, they could still sit him under Fitzpatrick. Yeah. But I think that NFL readiness-wise, I think that Tua is the most NFL-ready quarterback. That's hundred percent because he's a drop back in the pocket kind of passer. So I agree with this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, next, the Giants are picking at number four, and I know they need an offensive lineman. But if you know Dave Get if if you know Dave Gettleman like I do, he's gonna go with something off the beaten path, and that's why I think. He selects Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. Just, you know, a monster wrecker. He can play linebacker. He can play slot corner. He can play safety. He can do everything. One of the most versatile players in this draft class. Just a monster. Like 6'5", 6'7", 230. Like just an amazing player to watch and look at. Um, I think think Dave Gettleman just falls in love with his size and speed and versatility. Remember, Dave Gettleman also drafted Daniel Jones with the sixth overall pick. So, right. I understand that it's unorthodox, but I could see him making another one of the Daniel Jones type of picks. Where he yeah, takes one of those guys that's a good prospect, but not top pick worthy top prospects. You know what I mean? Like, I liked Daniel Jones a little bit coming out of college, but I didn't think he was going to go in the, on the, in the first round. I could see him taking another player similar to that. Yeah, I would agree. I, I just think that this is just the, this is just a Dave Gettleman kind of player, and I I think that this is just where he goes with that. I don't I don't see, you know, other than that they pick an offensive lineman, and I I think they do. If they do, if they pick an offensive lineman again, I think Gettleman goes off the beaten path, and I think he selects um, Makai Becton out of Louisville. But uh, I just have Isaiah Simmons going here. I just think that uh, Gettleman falls in love. I mean, Isaiah Simmons can go in and. Be a day one starter. Absolutely, especially, especially on a crappy defense. That's true. You can they can slot him in linebacker, safety, wherever they wherever they want him. Yep. That's where you can play. Yep, absolutely agree. All right, next we have the Lions who traded down from three to five, but they still get the guy who I think they would have taken at three if they would have stayed there, and that is Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback out of Ohio State. Um, he's, he's a really, really, really good corner. One of the best corners we've ever seen. And the Lions haven't taken a first round quarter since I think the nineties, but I mean, after losing big play slay, I think they just need one. And this is just an absolutely defensive, defensive stopper. The guy, he turned, he would turn the whole secondary around, um, with him and, and, um, the corner they just got from Atlanta. Um, I think that these, uh, what? Did they get yes, Trufant from Atlanta? Yeah, doesn't Trufant. So 
Um, I think those two would really start a really good secondary, and then the Lions can keep building from there if they can keep Stafford healthy. And if Matt Patricia can actually realize that he's not Bill Belichick and that not everybody is going to buy into the Patriot way just because you used to be the defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. And I think that Patricia gets canned in the next two years. For sure. Probably. And then he's probably going to go back to New England and be like, let's go win some more Super Bowls. Yep. All right. Well, next we have the Los Angeles Chargers, who sitting at six, even though they already have Tyrod Taylor, they're going to need – they need a quarterback. And I think that they take the guy from the West Coast and bring him – keep him there, and that is Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. Um – just that, you know, has the best arm in the draft, uh, an absolute cannon, not always great accuracy, and he needs a bit of help, some leader. He, he needs to become more of an extrovert, being the quarterback and needing to be a leader. But, I mean, the guy is seriously solid, and I think that if he works behind Taylor for a year or if the Chargers sign um, a guy like Cam Newton or um, a guy like Jameis Winston, I actually probably, no, a guy like Cam Newton. Um, yeah. And Don't Herbert sits behind him category. for a year, and then they figure out what to do with him from there. Like, that's just really – I think that is um, – If they if they do sign a guy like Cam Newton, I don't see them taking a quarterback. I mean, I get yeah. it. Cam Newton's a little older, but, like – I'm talking about on a one-year deal. They signed Newton on a one-year deal. Yeah, but I could – if they sign him in the first place, I just don't see them taking a quarterback. I think they do just because they don't, they don't want Newton as their long-term option. They want Herbert as their long-term option. But, I mean, how much is Herbert going to learn behind Tyrod Taylor? You know, Not very I mean? much. Tyrod Taylor is a very conservative guy. Exactly. You're going to want as court, as like a, guy who can, a guy who takes the chances but can convert on the chances. Right. And that's Cam Newton. So, that's, exactly. why, that's why I think that that's definitely an option. And then if they if Cam goes out and has an MVP performance, then you know maybe you pull a Cardinals or you franchise tag him. No, no, you, do you not you not understand what I'm saying? Pull trade Cardinals, Herbert. trade Herbert after he's after you draft him top ten. Yeah, like, but then but that that analogy only kind of makes sense. Okay, well because they. Took Kyler Murray at number one, but I understand where you, I understand what you mean. Just, okay, well, but anyways, that's definitely. Uh, I think that that is probably the Chargers need a quarterback. They need a young guy, uh, and I think that that's where they go because they don't think Tyrod Taylor is the future. I wouldn't either. I mean, I like this. He took, pick. The, he took the Bills to the playoffs one time. Right. And then he got. They tried to bench out. him. They tried to bench him mid-season in that season that he took him to the playoffs. Nathan Peterman, the true goat. The true goat. All right. Next, we are moving on to pick number seven, the Carolina Panthers, and I have them selecting Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn, just an absolute wrecker. <coughs> and they are really sad that Isaiah Simmons did not fall to them at seven. Because if he did, I, I, that's where I would have – that's where I have Isaiah Simmons. Like, that's what his stopping point is probably seven. Because I don't think – I don't think the Panthers pass on him, especially after losing uh, Luke Keekley. But um, they, they just picked the next defensive – next best defensive player available, and that's Derek Brown. 
Um, I think a very underrated guy in this class. Um, a lot of people now have him falling into the late teens and sometimes the 20s. And I just, I mean, when I watch him on tape, he's just a, an absolute wrecker. Can is, is a, a really good run stopper and also get has some pass rush ability, um, which is uh, sometimes rare for interior defensive linemen. Um, so I definitely think that Derek Brown is a should be a is a top ten prospect, and um, uh, the Panthers need need some help on need really need some help on defense. Yeah, the Panthers have needed help on defense for a while. I mean, and then the, when they get, I mean, they had Luke Kuechly, but now they don't. And that's like, the, that's the biggest loss for any team. It's like the biggest loss period this offseason is the retirement of Luke Kuechly. Right. Because he's just one of those players that you just can't replace. Right. Like at all. Right. Plus, after losing Gerald McCoy in there, the D tackle, this guy could come in and again be a day one starter for them. Yeah, a lot of these teams that are in the top ten, a lot of these players they're taking are probably going to be day one starters just because of how much help they need in different positions. Yeah, true. I mean, after people... that, you can. After that, I can see some players having to work their way for it, like after the top fifteen, maybe after the top ten. But the top ten players are going to be starting. Maybe not. You remember Herbert? I don't know if he starts. You know what I mean? Or Tua if he's still injured. Uh, yeah, most guys – if you're not a quarterback, you're going to start most likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, if next – you're not a quarterback. Yeah. Next, we're going to move on to the Cardinals, which before free agency really had um, a, a lot of different – you know, they, they, they were either going to go off in the tackle or wide receiver. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that one got taken care of for them. So, I mean, they really only have one guy you need at this point, and that is protecting Kyler Murray. Um, so, they are going to take Tristan Wirfs' offensive tackle out of Iowa. He's just the most well-rounded, um, has the highest floor in this draft class of offensive linemen, can, can play tackle or kick in at guard, had one of the best offensive linemen combines of all time. And, you know, that's what you really got to go off is because they're not going to have a pro day. They, you know, you, what you're going to go off of is what you remember at the combine. And this is a guy that many people are remembering from the combine. I just think that he is uh, a, just a plug and play offensive lineman almost anywhere. And I, I think that this is, he's just got the highest floor. All right, well, I guess by that silence. Yeah, I know, right? That means I can move on. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that pick. This The Cardinals do need help at offensive line. And imagine on an all-time team, they have they could put, plug in prime Larry Fitz and prime DeAndre Hopkins. And then this guy can protect Kyler Murray enough to get the ball out to him. But we're not playing with all-time teams. This is uh, – Yeah, we are. Okay. This is not – this is Madden. What are you talking about? This is not – oh, my God. That's the only sport we're going to have for the next while. Okay. Well, keep we're going to move on here. Um, and next I have the Jaguars needing a defensive lineman after trading Kalias Campbell. Yannick Ngakwe wants out, all that kind of stuff. So – I have them trading. I have them taking Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. 
Another underrated prospect just because he's a defensive tackle, but um, the guy is almost as good as Derek Brown. And uh, I think this is a really good slot for him. I think if Derek Brown would have fallen, he would have, the Jaguars would have taken him over Javon Kinlaw, but um, either one, you know, are just like really good defensive tackles will be, you know, a star for the next 10 years. Yeah. I mean, and they're building a, since Saxonville, they've started building a bigger and that a younger defensive line. They took Josh Allen last year. Mm-hmm. And if they take, if they take this guy this year, their defensive line will be really young and really talented, which I think is their main goal. Yeah. And if they can figure out a way to keep Yannick and Gakwe, I mean, that's a scary defensive line. Yeah, but I don't think Yannick and Gakwe is going to stay. No, I don't think so either. And if they just keep tagging him, he's going to just retire. Yeah. Because he does not. Or not sign the front, or not sign it. You know what I mean? Like Le'Veon. Right. Sorry, George. It just just made too much sense. James Conner, think about it. The, the next year, James Conner went out and balled, so. Yeah. Fair. And uh, at the end of the top ten, I have the Browns needing some – still in some offensive line help. And I think uh, they're going to take Jedrick Wills, the third, off of the tackle out of Alabama. Find the most solid, definite left tackle in this class. And I know they just got um, the, guy out of, the guy from Tennessee – um, uh, Jack Conklin. Yeah, Jack, Jack Conklin. But he's more of a running blocker. He's more of a run blocker. More of a, he's not a left tackle. He's his pass blocking is not all that great. So um, you got a true pass blocker here in Jedrick Wills, and um, you know just a solid off of the tackle to start protecting Baker uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. And so maybe he goes back to his uh, his rookie year numbers instead of his sophomore slump. Yeah, that was a. I mean, we talk about sophomore slumps. That was a definition of a sophomore slump. example of a terrible sophomore slump. Yeah. I think – and he didn't – it's because he had no time to throw the ball. Exactly. So, that, that's why I think this is a really and good – And he hasn't been able – he didn't spend time working on the touch because if you watched him actually play, you saw that he was throwing bullets every single play. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can have receivers that can catch him, but, like, when you have no time – you can't make an accurate bullet pass. It just doesn't work. Yep, I would agree. That's why I had so many interceptions. He had to rush the pass. And it just wasn't on, tar- wasn't on target. Yeah. Exactly. All right. He just, yeah, he needs to work on his accuracy. Yeah, very much so. All right, we are going to move on to pick number 11, and that is where the New York Jets select Jerry Jones, wide receiver out of Alabama. I like this pick. Sam Donald yeah. need after the loss of Robbie Anderson, mm-hmm. which though he wasn't a really good wide receiver, he's still a good wide receiver. Sam Donald still needs the wide receiver that's not Quincy Anua. Yeah, and even Anua. with Robbie Anderson, I still was thinking that they needed a wide receiver. So, um, I mean, and they, they could double dip. If they really wanted to, they could really – they could double dip um, with one here and one in the second round. So Breaking news. The Texans and former defensive tackle Tim Jernigan agreed to a deal. Oh, who cares? I mean, if Mackay Becton's still on the board, and if he is, I don't think the Jets pass on him at number I 11. I think they do because they need a wide receiver more than they need an offensive tackle. If they would have re-signed Robbie Anderson, I could see it. But uh, The Jets have, the t- have talent in key positions, but they don't have talent around the talent in those key positions. Right. 
and that I, makes any sense. It, it, it's, it's great if um, if Sam Darnold has some protection, but if he has nobody to throw it to, what's that protection going to do? It's going to make him have to throw to crappy wide receivers like Tom Brady. But Sam Darnold's not Tom Brady. That's also true. So He wasn't taking 199th overall. He was taking third overall. Yep. Tom Brady had no expectations in his career, which I personally think helped him. No, I absolutely agree. Because if he yeah. – his only expectations were the ones he set for himself. Sam Darnold has expectations set by everyone else. Right. Not so I, just I, himself. I, I really just think that the Jets need weapons, and this is the best weapon in the draft. Yeah, and I think that – I don't, to be honest with you, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to get cut from the Jets. In the next before his they, contract they is need over. weapons, so another paying them a lot of money that I don't think they, they just need the help. So I don't think they. Yeah, can. And, and you can't pay a running back quarterback money. It just doesn't no, make sense. I mean, I understand he's super good, but if you're going to pay them running back money, I mean quarterback money, do it on a one every year that they have a good season, they get a contract renewal, not an extended contract. Right. Which I think is how they should do it, like Derrick Henry. He had a really good season last year, and he just got tagged. Instead of doing that, you sign them to a one-year, $20 million deal. And then if they don't ball out, you just don't re-sign them the next year. Yeah, but that's tough to do. That's tough to agree to. Because then again, then it's just a franchise tag at that point. Yes, but they're getting more money. And they, if they – Not that much more. I mean, I, I, just like, I just like that idea. So then they don't have to use the tag on running backs all the time. Yeah, but and it lets running backs get paid without being tagged. Yeah. Or two-year contracts, you know. Just yeah. like big money contracts that are really good, that are expensive and pay a lot of money to the players while still giving the team freedom to, if they don't play well, move on from them, you know. Yeah. All right. Next, we are going to Las Vegas, which is something very new to say because I almost said Oakland. And this is where um, Anthony is going to stop liking this mock draft because I have the Raiders taking C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the pick. They need a true number one wide receiver. No, they really do. And I think this is, this is just a guy that can start out and be that number one receiver for, you know, either Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota. Um, That's the most interesting quarterback competition of this offseason. The Mariota. Yeah. Or Kyle Mariota. Allen. <laughs> I think he, you're mistaken, but okay. Because Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins aren't good quarterbacks. Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota both have played in and won a playoff game. Yeah. No, Derek Carr's never won a playoff game. Oh, well, because he broke his arm. Yeah. But that that Raiders team a few years ago. It was amazing. 12-4. and four. Yeah. And then you had to put Drew Stanton in the playoffs, how'd it feel? No, Connor Cook. Con- oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Imagine. I remember. See, I, was- I actually like Michigan State, so I was excited for Connor Cook. And then he like- did terrible. Yep. I really, I had the Raiders at least making the AFC Championship that year. If Carr would have stayed healthy, they might have. And that's why. Yeah, but that's, that's, a, that's, that's just ahead. one of those injuries you can't. You can't out predict like you're you break your arm in a game like you can't predict that right um 
And that's why that's why I was really surprised when Jack Del Rio got canned for um, numb nuts. So yeah, that's a that's just stupid. Jack Del Rio is a great. I love Jack Del Rio. I love. I really I, do. To be honest, if this Washington team can, get, if they're if the owner of Washington can decide learn how to actually run an NFL franchise, I think the Redskins will be scary with Ron Rivera as the head coach and Del Rio as the defensive coordinator. Yeah. They have some good coaching. It's just their owner, Dan Snyder, is garbage. It's like no one wants to play for him. It's similar to how no one wants to play for Dolan. I mean, right. these Thank analogies. You. Thank you for cute. always bringing the Knicks into every conversation. It's not, it's, they just make sense. It just, the analogy makes sense. The Redskins are like the Knicks. They could be good, but no one wants to play there because they have crappy owners. It's just how yeah, it goes. At least, at least the Knicks aren't racist. Okay. That's also true. Um, yeah, at least the Knicks can sell out stadiums. Let's, let's move on. Let's move yeah, let's let, let's move on. Um, okay. We have the four, next at number pick number thirteen. We have I have the 49ers selecting Henry Ruggs the third out of Alabama. Question: Where did the 49ers get this pick? The Colts. The Forts Buckner. Ah, the DeForest Buckner. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, they need an uh, they need a wide receiver, especially after losing Emmanuel Sanders, and this is the best one on the board. I know it sucks I mean, that he didn't fall to Denver. I know that Anthony's not happy about that, but. And it's I do like uh, Debo Samuel better and uh, Kendrick Bourne, but like you need a number three number, number one, one guy. receiver. Yeah, I think Henry. Ruggs Those guys are good two and threes, but you need a number one. It's just how right. this game works. Right. Unless you're the Patriots. I'm not going to comment. You're not going to comment on this pick? You don't like it? Salty. I mean, it's a solid pick for the Niners. You're, you're, just, salty. you're just salty the Broncos didn't get one? No, 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 no. It's a good pick for the Niners because they need a wide receiver to complement Debo Samuel. Yeah. And Ruggs and Samuel's speed. I, yeah. mean, I, mean, I mean, that is, I mean, you're going to burn down the field. That's going to, but like, then you realize that Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback. Yeah, but they could run jet sweeps with them. Yep. Yeah. Like they did with jet sweeps. But like these deep runs. Plants, crossers. I would want someone who's with the biggest arm in the draft. I mean, not the draft, but like the biggest, one of the bigger, bigger, more accurate arms. Yeah, but I mean, still, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is as bad as you think. I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's what he's getting paid to be. The thing I have against Jimmy Garoppolo is his super massive contract. Other yeah. than that, I don't have anything against him. I mean, I love him as a player. I just think that he's overpaid. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So, And that Robert be... Kraft killed his yeah. career mm-hmm. by not letting him stay with Belichick. Yep. Because Belichick wanted, has wanted to move on from Brady for a while. Yeah. But then right. you realize that he has to move on with Jarrett Stidham. Yep. Alrighty, we can move on now. All right, next, the Buccaneers um, just got Tom Brady. So, I really think they need a guy to protect him. And Makai Becton still is still sitting there out of Louisville. So, I think that – I think I mean, that's where they go. You want to protect Tom Brady, and this is a guy to do it. Yes. If all, anything you need to do from this point for the next two years, you do not – you make sure that your, your two receivers are under contract while he's there, and you make sure that no matter what you do, you're – always trying to build a better offensive line because yeah. he just came off the season with like one of his worst offensive lines that he's ever had in front of him. Right. And he had one of his worst, he had probably his worst season. Yes. And it was 
they still they made the playoffs. They got the number. They got the three seed. Yeah. But like but, he was not the same without protection nope. and wide receivers. Like the difference between him with and without Gronk. Oh my God. It's insane. Yeah. Gronk is a he need you know Mike Evans is uh in a way I see him as like a filling Gronk kind of role because he's such a just massive human presence. Yeah, the Buccaneers are gonna be good. They really are. Uh, they're in a good sign for him. I think it just because Tom Brady's there, they're in contention right now. Right. Although I do think Tom Brady needs a good coach, and good thing is the Buccaneers got Bruce Arians. Yes, Bruce Arians. He made Carson Palmer's career revive. Save. He revived Carson Palmer's career, mm-hmm. and he made the the NFC West, which is still one of the most competitive divisions in the NFL. He made right. the NFC, He made the Cardinals playoff contenders. Right. He got him the to the, uh, the NFC Championship. Exactly. Bruce Arians is a really good coach. I just don't know if Tom Brady's body will be able to handle his offense. That's the only worry that I have with all this. Yeah, but Carson Palmer's body handled it, and he was old. Yeah, but was Carson Palmer 42? Carson Palmer was Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer's 42. He did not move. Yeah, but, like, is – no, like, Carson Palmer, when he left that offense when he was in his later 30s, but 42, that's a really old NFL player right there. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. And what's insane is that Tom Brady played 20 years with one team, and he's still going to have been on more than one team in the NFL. Yeah, it's wild. Like Jerry Rice. Wasn't Jerry Rice on uh, – No, not for 20 years. But he played for a long time. He did, but he didn't pay, play for 20 years. Why do shoes don't play for 20 years? Yeah. All right. I keep going off on these tangents, but, like, that makes sense. So it's okay. All right. Next, we are going to move on to the Denver Broncos. And they're very sad, salty boys here because there is no wide receiver on the board worth taking at 15. Nice. So... You think about trading down, but then you see that there's an offensive tackle left, and the Broncos could use some more off the lineup. So I have them taking Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. I mean, I, I could see this pick. Uh, they could, you could go on a left tackle, replace Garrett Bowles, who holds way too much. Sucks. I mean, I could still see them maybe taking a Justin Jefferson at 15. I, I just think that's a little bit too early for him. Yeah, but we're such think- a receiver needy team yeah i could the see broncos that. are just a no anthony you're putting an extra word into that sentence the broncos are a needy team not just Whatever. a receiver needy team they're a needy team damn but i, I mean there's a lot of good receivers in the second round so there yeah this is a this wide receiver class is similar to how we looked at the 2018 quarterback class Yes. Am I saying? Am I thinking that right? Yes. Where, yep. where everyone thought Baker Mayfield, Mayfield, Donald, Allen, Rosen, Jackson. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson which ended up being the best. Yeah, but ugh, screw the Eagles for deciding to trade that pick to the Ravens. I mean, they weren't going to use it on Lamar Jackson, but like, but I have to look at it as the Eagles gave Lamar Jackson to the Ravens. Would you rather to the Patriots? No. 
Actually, yeah, because Bill Belichick doesn't exactly know how to work. Bill Belichick would have developed him fine. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, I think the Broncos, if there's no receiver there, they have to end, and they're still a good – they're still one of those top four offensive tackles on the board. I think that's where they have to go. If not, then at this point, you got to trade down. Yeah, I to be honest with you, I see the Broncos trading down. I mean, last year – they, tra- they traded down and got Noah Fant, which he looks like he's going to be something this year. I mean, he looks like he's, he's going to be something. And it was a win-win but, but, trade for both sides. Yeah, a really winning trade for the Steelers. I mean, uh, did you see Devin Bush last season? Yeah, he was a monster. He was a freaking monster. Think about if Ryan Chazier was healthy and him, them two on the same in the same linebacking core, plus TJ Watt. That'd be that'd be scary, and then Minka Fitzpatrick in the in the yep. secondary. Yep. The only real position of need I see on that Steelers defense right now is corner. I mean, you still got Joe Hayden. Yeah, but he's getting up there in age. Yeah, I know. Who's your number two? Still, corner. he's still good. Um, they're they're they kind of swap are swapping them in and out at this point. Okay, let's move on from the Steelers. All right, go Steelers. Um, next. We have the Atlanta Falcons really underperforming team this year. And after losing Vic Beasley, who's now a Titan, they need to take uh, an edge rusher. And so I have them taking Kalevon Chase on, uh, the edge rusher out of Louisiana State University. What a name. He's a game changer, too. He's an absolute game wrecker. Um, Notice how many game wreckers we have coming out of this one LSU team this year. I know. It's insane. Really insane. There, let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six LSU players getting taken in the first round. And we haven't even. Like, and this is only the second one. And this is only. And we're only in what top twenty still? Like, this is t- yeah. This is yeah. We're still in top twenty. So. This LSU team was way. It was way too stacked. Oh this yeah. Is what recru- this is what recruiting does for you. <laughs> but uh, you recruiting is the only. They need a quarterback, and they got one finally. Building a super team in college is really easy if you're a well-known school like Ohio State or LSU. Or Alabama. Or an SEC team. Right. Well, not all of them. Have you seen Vanderbilt? Yeah, but if you (laughs) decide – if you give kids that are, like, sleepers, you know, if you give them SEC offers, they're going to go to your SEC team as opposed to not an SEC team. Yeah. Unless they have offers from, like, Ohio State or – Oregon, you know, Oregon, or you know USC, or but like it's the SEC and Penn State, or it's the best division in college football. Yeah. Although if I, if I had to pick between Iowa and Vanderbilt, I'd probably pick Iowa. When you think about yeah, that. I, w- I would, I would too, because didn't uh, George Kittle come out of Iowa? Uh, there have been a lot of people that come out of Iowa. Iowa, yeah, I would. There are two first-round picks that are coming out of Iowa this year. Uh, weren't there two last year, too? I have Hawkinson and Fant? Yeah, there were. The two tight ends. Hawkinson and Fant. Yes. Yes. Both, I love Haw- both, both of which are – they have potential. But yeah. when you have David Bloch throwing you the ball – Yeah, there's a problem. You're going to oh, underperform. Bloch had a good start. Oh. So did Kyle Allen. Hey, hey, it was on Thanksgiving, all right? 
I watch that game. <laughs> yeah, everybody watches football on Thanksgiving. It's so that it gives you an excuse to not talk to people and just be able to yell at. Think think about no football on Thanksgiving this year. If it, if that ends up happening, you really think that I'm going to live with no football? I will turn on a Madden simulation to watch football if I have to. <laughs> okay. You think I'm joking? I don't think you're joking. That's the scary part. I would make my family sit and watch a Madden simulation with the crappy no, commentary. No. Don't tell me not to do it. That just encourages me to do it more. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Um, next, moving on. Next, the Cowboys. I have them taking Grant Delpit safety out of LSU. I think a lot of guys are really undervaluing this guy. I mean, look, he did not have a great senior season. He just did not want to get injured because he knew if he got injured, his draft stock would drop because he was going to be a top 15 pick if he would have gone into the draft last year. So he did not tackle as well as he did. But if you go back and look at his, his last year's tape, um, I mean, this guy was a monster. Yeah, and he was a starter on the championship winning team of the NCAA. Right. Or the college football. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. I he was a starter on that team, and he was a solid starter. Yes. So yeah. top eight. Do you think he's better than Xavier McKinney, though? That's the question. I do. I, I, think he, I think his ceiling's higher. I don't know if his floor is higher, but I think his ceiling's higher. You see, if, you're, if it's between two players that, are, that look the same, look at it, you have to look at who has the lower floor, but then at the same time, if they had the higher ceiling, but they had the lower floor, you have to pull the trigger on the higher ceiling guy. Yeah, Even if that's, that's, the that's what floor. I think Grant Delpit is compared to uh, Xavier McKinney. And even if he doesn't turn into something, he's still going to have a solid NFL career. Maybe as like a second string guy or a guy that just comes in for, I don't know, but like these players that are going in the first round, they don't, unless they're like God awful, like uh, Demarcus Russell. Yeah. They're going to last at least to a second contract. Right. Just because of, they were a first-round pick, unless they're like terrible, terrible. And, right. You know, I'm just I'm I'm rambling again. Yeah, you are. All right. Next, I have the Dolphins who are drafting here again, and um, they, this is the Pittsburgh Steelers pick, um, which they got for Minka Fitzpatrick. So I mean, good trade. Um, so I have the Dolphins taking an offensive tackle in Josh Jones out of uh, Houston. Not a top, not one of those top four offensive tackles, but a solid guy. And if they're going to draft a quarterback, they're going to need somebody for, to protect him. Yeah, and if if they do end up drafting a quarterback, and they have three first round picks, if I'm not mistaken, right? They do. Yes. Now, but I, I have them trading their second round pick to the Lions for trading up. Yes, but I I do think that. They will. I think that they're probably going to go with two, one or maybe a two offensive line in the first round, just because of the importance of protecting the quarterback. Yeah, I I would tend to agree with you. Alrighty, just like I, it, you, it, it's the only decision that makes sense. I mean, you could draft a wide receiver or get a running back, but then you realize that the quarterback will have that player to throw to, but he won't have the time to throw it. Right. So that's why I, I really think. Josh Jones is solid at that point. Yes, I do too. All right. Next. I, but I could, I could also see Miami taking Xavier McKinney to replace Mika Fitzpatrick. 
Yeah, I mean, but then they they just signed Byron Jones, so that's, that's true. The only reason I you have to make if you're Miami right now, you're not thinking about defense. You're thinking about you're how you're gonna. You're thinking about the future of your franchise. Correct. Because you just took a quarterback. Like if you're taking a quarterback in the first two rounds of the NFL draft, you're not thinking about anything else except the future of your franchise at that moment in time. Correct. You could be. There could be so many things wrong with your team. There could be. You could have, like Jordan Love having to start at safety for your team. But you would draft an offensive lineman instead of a safety because you need to make sure that your franchise is secured for the next couple of years. Yeah. yeah I'm just saying don't count that out, them taking uh, – I'm, I'm, not, I'm not counting out. I'm not counting anything out. It's Josh the Jones NFL draft. These mock drafts yeah, are what we think should anything. happen. Daniel Jones went sixth overall. Yeah. And then mm. uh, Drew Locke, who I had graded higher, went in the second round. Drew Locke, if he wouldn't have been injured, he would have been starting really early. I think it would have been starting by week five if he wouldn't have gotten injured. I believe. I, I, I agree. All right. Next, we have the Oakland – no, sorry. Las Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Las Don't Vegas. worry. It, it, it's just like when the Chargers moved to L.A. It's going right. to take a while. Right. I'm always going to refer to them as Oakland. It's just – Yeah. No. That's not – That's not uh, the, the Vegas the, the Vegas Raiders. That's all right. The Raiders, so I, the Raiders. I have them taking uh, uh, one of my best favorite players in this draft class, and that's Patrick Queen, the linebacker out of LSU. Um, just a, um, a really, really good linebacker. Guy flies around the field, sideline to sideline tackler. When you watch him uh, – when you watch him, just watching him in the game, when I watch the, the championship game, that is the name I kept seeing every single time I saw a good play. It was Queen. I saw him all over the field. I could not take my eyes off this guy. Um, so I really think that this is a really, really, really good pick for uh, uh, continuing Raiders defense. They just got Corey Littleton, and this is another step to having a really good defense again. And their first round safety from last year, uh, what's his name? Wasn't it? Dang it, I'm forgetting his name, but they had that first round safety from last year. Yeah. Who I, I really liked him. I just don't, I can't remember his name, but he was injured all last season. So now having them both come back in this defense, this team is gunning to win because they just, they're the most recently relocated franchise in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they, and want their, they, want, they want to gain new fans. The Chargers did a pretty good job at winning, but then the Rams went to the Super Bowl. So, right. Plus, their defense does Max Crosby. He's a great edge rusher. He had a breakout rookie year. Yeah. And then the yeah. offense has Darren Waller, who surprised everyone last year. And then if it takes C.D. Lamb? Yeah. I mean, you get C.D. Lamb, Patrick Queen, you got a good draft. But then you – but I, re, I like the Raiders on paper. I like that they have these places to fill. But then you realize that – I mean, I understand Gruden's a good head coach, but, like, he's not a great head coach. Is he a good head coach? I mean, he used to be a good head coach. Winning a Super Bowl in Tampa. It's not 2002 anymore. He's not – he's going to get fired before his contract is over. Probably. All right. We're going to move on to pick number 20. The Jaguars have this pick after getting it from the Rams for Jalen Ramsey. But I have them trading it away with the Ravens, who trade up to select Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. I like that the Ravens – the Ravens have a scary defense. 
they don't have the big name guys. I mean, they have some of the big name guys, but like the Ravens defense is just scary. They wear purple and black, two scary colors when put together, and they just played phenomenally. And I think that Lamar Jackson, if he can, if he can play anywhere close to where he played last year, but then be able to realize that he needs to not choke in the playoffs and end up not choking in the playoffs, that he'll be really good in the play. I think Lamar Jackson, they're going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. Yeah. If Lamar Jackson learns how to not choke in the playoffs. Yeah, probably. I think Kenneth Murray comes in and he fits this defense. Yeah. I think he fits with Baltimore. He's a great I mean, linebacker. Market putting him in the backfield with, uh, I mean, not the backfield, the linebacking core with Matthew Judon, who's though he's an edge rusher, he's still a line linebacker. Right. Yeah. But they they needed a replacement for C.J. Mosley, and they got one here. Yeah, C.J. Mosley is a big loss. Yeah. I feel kind of bad for the Jets for having to pay him, even though he was injured. Yeah. I mean, the whole season. Kenneth Murray just sees the field from wherever he is. He's a great run stopper. He can even you know break up the pass whenever he's in pass coverage. And, just a great all-around linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. This draft last it's defensively packed with wide receivers being with wide receivers being one of the the biggest and bestest position. Yeah. So um yeah. So I, I think this is a very, very, very solid pick for the Vikings. Or, I'm sorry, for the Vikings, for the Ravens. Sorry, I'm saying purple teams. Um, next, the Philadelphia Eagles. They need help at they wide receiver. Help at wide receiver, and that's what they take, Justin Jefferson out of Louisiana State University. To be honest with you, I, I do agree with this pick, but I could see them trading up to get one of the top receivers in the class. Remember they went at 11, 12, and 13, and you think about what the Eagles would have to get to get to go up 10 picks. I don't think it's worth it. And I think that they, for what the Cardinals gave up for Hopkins, I mean, I understand that Bill O'Brien likes David Johnson. That's not going to happen. That shouldn't have happened. Nobody's going to do that. You already, you, the, I know you're mad at the Eagles for not doing that, but. I am. I'm irate. Look. That, it didn't no, happen. That, that is a one-time offer, okay? That's not going to happen. That's not like that's a real offer. Even other free – even other um, NFL, like, um, executives were laughing at Bill O'Brien for that trade. Who wouldn't laugh at Bill O'Brien? He's been the coach of a team for super – for as long as he has and not done too great. I mean, he's done good, but he hasn't done anything special. Right. I like yeah. this pick. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, he's a go up and get it guy, and then he's a receiver that can actually catch a ball. Nelson Aguilar does not play there anymore. Give us a break. He plays for Oakland. Yes, true. Jefferson's a guy that can come in and be that number one target. He's got yeah. decent speed, great height. I, I mean, I, I think that's what they were going to have to do, anyways. Yeah, sure. I really, I, and if, because there were, there were reports that Alshon Jeffrey was going to get traded and that he hasn't, but I think that he will. And I think that they're going to, or if he doesn't, that there will be a solid one-two punch there for Carson Wentz. Absolutely. 
And if Alshon Jeffrey can stop getting injured all the freaking time. Yeah. All right. Next, we're going to move on to pick number 22, which was recently traded for um, – God. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Thank you. So, the Vikings are sitting with this pick at 22, and they need help at corner after losing Xavier Rhodes and, all that, and, and Trey Waynes and others. So, I have them taking cornerback C.J. Henderson out of Florida. Is it really bad that he lost Xavier Rhodes? Yes. It's not I good. mean, he wasn't, the fa- he wasn't the fastest guy, but, like, he wasn't a bad corner by any stretch of the imagination. He was He's not good corner. last year, but you don't want to still... lose him and Trey Wayne. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't want to lose both of your starting corners. Right. And I like C.J. Henderson as a lockdown guy. Yeah, I, I, I liked uh, Rhodes because – I mean, he needs he's the kind of guy who needs to be replaced just because he had he had a couple he had some really good seasons and you just can't replace a guy that was had his good seasons and then stayed with the team. You know? Yeah. I would agree. So Alrighty. Next we're gonna move on to the New England Patriots. And Okay. I have them taking who I think is just the Patriots pick, and that's Xavier McKinney. And you're going to keep having – you're going to keep hearing me say that this is the Patriots – this is just what – this is a Patriots guy. And Xavier this is McKinney fits that belt. This is who knew Nick Saban told Bill Belichick, hey, buddy, when they were having their beer, you know, yep. he's like, you need to take this guy. And he's yep. like, Nick Saban accent, he's like, you need to take this guy. Yeah. Our friendship is on the line. Do you think yeah. McKinney goes in and – is a day one starter? I do. Yes. I, I think that he him McCordy. Him starting side next to McCordy. Yep. And then having Stefan Gilmore and the other McCordy. I don't know which one is which. Don't judge yeah. me. I and me neither. No so that's fine. Jason <laughs> and Devin. I, I know they're for I know who they are. I just can't tell the difference. Yeah. Um I think Devin McCordy. Just having the same them thing. go just having that their defense is gonna just be locked down again. Yeah. Their secondary on paper looks like if you, if they take McKinney, and if he plays the way he's supposed to, is yeah. a lockdown. It's like the it's the lockdowns. It's the best secondary in the NFL. Defensive Player of the Year: Stephon Gilmore, uh, the McCordy twins, and Xavier McKinney. That could be the best secondary in the NFL for maybe another couple of years, depending on how long the McCordy twins last. Yeah. So you think they wait on taking a quarterback? Yeah, I think Belichick develop anyone. He took a sixth round pick with a terrible combine and made him the goat. I think, I think they take um, the guy out of um, Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm. I love that pick. Jake Fromm just seems like the kind of guy who's he's a really he's a good quarterback, but he's never going to be great unless he goes and plays for a coach that's great. I loved Jake Fromm in college. I really did. For a time, I thought he was better than Tua, but then Tua did Tua things, and I have Georgia did. There, I never thought. I thought Tua. Jake Fromm. I saw Jake Fromm first. That's fair. When when I walked down to the college football scene, and I thought he was one of the best quarterbacks in in college football, and I did. But I think if he would have stayed for a senior season and had a good senior season, he would be a first round pick, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Probably. All right. 
Well, we are going to move on. And and this one, I, I think that you guys are going to be surprised by this next pick. Oh, surprise me. I have the Saints at 24. Mm-hmm. Selecting Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. Is this showing if they do if this does end up happening? Is this showing to Taysom Hill that they're moving on from him? I I, I think Taysom Hill is a he look at it. He's already Taysom Hill. He's not a quarterback. He's not a quarterback. Like, he's thrown he like wants twelve to be passes in his career. He's not he, the next quarterback of the Saints. Yeah, but he thinks he is, and he has made it known that he wants he doesn't. Unless he's going to be the quarterback, he wants to go somewhere that will want him as a quarterback. I don't think, anything, I think he's going to have. Cam Newton and Jameis Winston haven't been signed, and they're better quarterbacks than Taysom Hill. Yeah, but Taysom Hill can see and isn't as injury prone nowadays as Cam. I, I just. I don't think. If Cam doesn't get signed, right I'm going to be surprised. Right now, the quarterback market is oversaturated. Oversaturated. Yes. Cam Newton, the Chargers, I, it, I'm baffled that they haven't signed anyone yet. Yeah. I could see them going Winston. I would, my dad would be pissed if they went Winston. I would, I, and I would love to see them go Cam Newton just to see Anthony Lynn, the head coach of the Chargers. And I think he's, he's wanted a mobile quarterback. Like if you see his offense, there's things that if you didn't have Phillip Rivers would have worked better. But he, I mean, he, has, he has Tyrod. Yeah, but. Would you rather have Cam Newton or Tyrod? I know, but would you rather pay Cam Newton or Tyrod? I would rather give Cam Newton, uh, offer Cam Newton a contract that's team friendly just because he's been down for the last couple of years. I don't know if Cam Newton accepts a team friendly contract. And I would love to see Cam Newton and Austin Eckler with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yep. And Hunter Henry? That offense should be scary. Yeah, that one would be actually really scary. If Cam was like, if we had MVP Cam, the scenes. Remember, we started talking about this with the. This is this was a Saints conversation. How does wait? How wait? Oh, okay. But I do like the Jordan Love <laughs> to the Saints idea. Just let him sit behind Drew Brees for a couple of yeah, years. Absolutely, I think that have Sean Payton be your head coach. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Anybody, I mean, and Sean Payton's a legend. He survived the coronavirus, so. Great. All right. Next, we have the Minnesota Vikings again um, at their actual pick, and I have them taking T. Higgins, the receiver out of Clemson. Actually, can I uh, take a step back? I, back to the Eagles pick. I disagree that I like T. Higgins and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but you had to pick yeah. one. You pick? I think this is – I would take T. Higgins just because he's, I like T. Higgins. I know you like yeah. But I, 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 do, Look, I, I do agree with this pick. Jeffer- Jefferson, Jefferson has better hands, and he's got a better speed. And I, he's a better route runner. Look, T. Higgins, I, if you watch him in the, in the championship game and, and, and in the Ohio State game, he looked, he looked awful. He did not look good. He, you know, he's he's a good wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. I just think Justin Jefferson is a better, is, has more tools in his tool belt than T. Higgins. Yeah. But I do like this pick for the Vikings. You replace, well, you attempt to replace Stephon Diggs after because he was he's their biggest loss. Right. I mean, he's the 
arguably a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Right. And you did, you traded him away because he was, because he didn't want to play for the quarterback that they're paying way too much money. Right. And this goes, this, this, I think this is a good pick because now you have, um, uh, you already had a wide receiver, a good route runner, um, Adam Thielen, underneath guy. Um, he's a, he's really he's a route runner. His technique is perfect. But now you got a deep threat, which you didn't have with Thielen. Thielen's not a deep deep threat. T that's what T Higgins is. is he's a deep threat. So um, yeah, I, I think this offense has the pieces minus Kirk Cousins. They weren't I, paying Kirk Cousins money, and they would yeah. just let realize that he's not going to win them a championship. They if they moved on from Kirk Cousins and signed it, got an actually good quarterback. Yeah. T Higgins, Kyle Rudolph, who's a blocker and can catch the ball when it matters. Yeah. Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. Right. Right. And then, and then oh, a really big line. Right. The Vikings had their chance against the Eagles two, two years ago and they blew it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Eagles should not have, to be honest with you, I'm an Eagles fan and I, they should not have won that game. But they I did. Understand that, I understand that Foles went off, but like that Vikings defense was supposed to be the best defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't. Nope. And look, I think look, Higgins is the biggest boomer bust prospect in this draft. Yeah, that's what the draft. To be honest with you, I look at the draft as this: there's the surefire guys, which are the guys that don't play quarterback and have the size and just have the skill and size. On not quarterbacks, because quarterbacks you can never know, because everyone thought Jamarcus Russell was like the second coming yeah. of Joe Montana, if I'm not mistaken. John Elway, one of those two. And then he was one of the biggest best in NFL history, or the biggest. And then there was Ryan Leaf, who was a really good prospect, but then he just didn't pan out. So right. there, there's the surefire picks, and then there's the boomer bust picks, but then there's just the picks that you – have to just question right and i think this is one this is definitely a boomer bust yeah all right now we're going to move on to the dolphin third and final first round pick and they're going to take a weapon Tua needs a weapon and they're going to get one but this one out of the backfield i have them taking deandre swift running back out of georgia the best running back in this draft class and i think the only running back worth taking in the first i i do like that i do like the pick but uh I do think that the running back out of Wisconsin, he's amazing. No, Jonathan yeah. Taylor is good. Don't get me wrong. Jonathan Taylor is good. But if you look at all the wear and tear and wear and tear he's already had on his legs. I just yeah, and that's why – I mean, the wear and tear factor is the biggest issue because if you think about it, the only reason Josh Jacobs went in the first round last year because is because he has no wear and tear on his body. He right. barely played – he didn't play that many snaps. Right. I do like this pick. And back – and. I think that he will be successful if the Dolphins O line can just play well. I mean, yeah, I I see him or Tua if Tua plays in a rookie mm-hmm. of the year category. Absolutely. And DeAndre Swift is just he's just an explosive guy. Yeah, you can break and out playing, and just be gone. Yeah, flash. and playing for an SEC team that means you know how to go against real football players. Yeah, like there's some teams in the SEC that I think could beat NFL teams. Like I think that the well, no, LSU, the Tigers could no, compete no, compete no. against the Bengals. They wouldn't be wrong. Them. You got you got to think about it this way. The worst I said compete. I never said beat. I said compete. The worst college players 
are never going to go to the NFL. It's only like the top 1% of college players go to the NFL. That's true. So, but like, at least, at least the the player, the even the worst players in the Bengals team were really good. good college stars. It's just like talking. It's yes, I understand that they're really good players, but like they didn't pan out in the NFL. It's like when you talk about basketball draft picks, they're terrible. They're not good in the NBA, but then if you try to play them one on one, you're going to get shattered. Right. So that's why I don't think any college team could ever beat an NFL team. I'm like, I understand where you're coming from. I just think that the Tiger, LSU Tigers this year, I'm like, you know, just because if we're just playing starting lineups, not benches, not any of that, just starting lineups. Well, there's, there's, there's going to be a weakness on the LSU team, and that weakness is, is worse than any weakness the Bengals could have. That's true. You know what I mean? So yes. that's where I disagree with you there. But why are we even talking about this? Because we were talking about the Dolphins and a running back out of Georgia. I think I started rambling. Where does your mind go? You don't want to know. I'm not going to disclose that information. Well, I like this pick for the Dolphins. They need a running back. The that's... Dolphins need a lot of offensive weapons. I don't think Jordan Howard is going to be their starting running back. Jordan Howard. If he wouldn't have decent. Got, Jordan Howard was pretty good in Philadelphia minus the injuries this year. He's decent, but he's not a starter. He still wasn't the best running back in Philly, though. Yeah, Miles Sanders was, hands down. Yeah, but absolutely. He's not a starter? Excuse me? He's not a starter for the next couple of years. He'll be a one-year starter. DeAndre Swift to go over there and go in there and take his job. Yeah, absolutely. Like what Miles Sanders did. But, like, he was him and Tariq Cohen, when they were – in Chicago, that was the that was that was a good duo. Yeah, exactly. It was amazing. Yeah, and then you really. I'm, I'm gonna not. I'm not gonna start this rant. Let's move on before I start another one. Okay. Um. Didn't shut the first round. Look, we only got five more picks left, and I have the Seahawks. Look, they're not gonna do this. Everybody knows they're not gonna do this. But I have them taking an offensive tackle out of USC. The only reason I think they may do this is, look, it's a guy out of USC. That's where Pete Carroll comes from, a West Coast guy. And they need offensive line help. They really – And they just traded – didn't they just trade George Fant? No, they lost George Fant in free agency. Oh, I thought they traded him. No. My bad. But they did just lose their left tackle. Right. Not a good one, but they lost. That's, That's the most important offensive line position there is. Right. Although he might, have been, tackle, he, might have been, he might have been their right tackle. I don't know. By the way, tackle. Tackle, tackle is a very important position, and I think that Austin Jackson, although not my favorite offensive lineman still on the board, could fill that tackle role, which is really where they need help. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I do think that this is what they should do, but the Seahawks have a history of taking wide receivers that they don't need. Yeah. And in the receiver-heavy class, this is not looking good for the Seahawks. No. Cool story. Yeah, very cool story. I have no rants, so we're all good. Next, I have the Jaguars selecting wide receiver Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Oof. 
Yeah, it was a surprise team this year. There is not a lot of good receivers. This is probably the best probably the best receiver left on the board. I think with his size and the speed, and the Jaguars need some help on offense. Yeah, I mean him and he can go in and play with DJ Chark. It's a great, it's a great punch. Yeah, he's got a great size. Yeah, Gardner I really Minshew. like Gardner Minshew's a legend. Okay, but I watch I watch Baylor a lot this year, and Denzel Mims he can just create separation. You yeah. know, he's a single coverage. Even if he's getting double teamed, he can create that separation. He's a go up and get a guy. I I could see him thriving or having being a great player down in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, the only other, the only other, it's it's really between him and Jalen Rieger, and I think that they wanted more of a size guy because Jalen Rieger is more of a slot guy. Yeah, and yeah. Rieger's got uh, is faster than Denzel Mims. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, I think Denzel Mims is the better receiver. No, I see. Really? As a TC fan, it hurts to say that, but I mean Rieger, he's he, like you said, he's kind of a slot guy. He's not a go up and get it guy, like. Denzel Mims, like Mims is. is, yeah. No, so that's yeah. where I see. Yeah, that's what I see coming into play with those two receivers still left on the board. Is to go up and get a guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what any team wants, especially with a young quarterback. Yeah, like Gardner Minshew. That's true. You look at most of these receivers that have gone in the first round; they're all go up and get it guys. Mm-hmm. And they're all, and the ones that are, have gone up to this point are all can't miss prospects. Right. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of good receivers in this class. Mm-hmm. This right. class, as I've said before, the wide receivers are like the quarterbacks of 2018. So. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on here. Next, I have the Titans. Now, this is going to be happy, Anthony. I have the Titans selecting Ross Blacklock, the defensive tackle from TCU. And nothing wrong with this pick. Ross Blacklock is a solid D tackle. And uh, they just lost Jarrell Casey. And I mm-hmm. could see him going in and fitting right in at the defensive tackle spot. Yeah, He's absolutely. Great run stopper, great pass rusher. I like this yeah. pick for Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, they did just trade away, trade away Jarrell Casey, and their offense is locked up for the next year, but their defense is what I'm scared of. Yeah. I'm not scared, but I'm scared for. Yeah. They, still need a, they still need a corner. I mean, Christian Fulton's still on the board. They have a losing Logan Ryan. Yeah, but don't they have a Dory Jackson who's like a speed guy? It's true. But they still need like a solid number one, number two. That's true. Yeah, but I think that losing Gerald Casey is more important. Than yeah. no, I'm really surprised that they let Logan Ryan leave in free agency, to be honest with you. Yeah. But Logan Ryan still hasn't been signed yet. Yeah. He's asking. Is he, is he asking for a lot? Yeah, I think he is. I think he, he's asking for a decent amount. He's a, he's a decent corner. Yeah, I mean, in a non in a non corner heavy uh, free agency period, it makes sense that he's asking for a lot. Of them. Yeah, That's but like true. it's it's not it's there's not a, it's not a saturated market at all. No, and he just want because he thinks of himself as one of the best corners on the market right now because the market is so small. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think he thinks he's worth the money right now because of, you yeah. know what I mean. All right, next, and this is number pick number 30, so only three picks left. I have the Packers selecting A.J. Epinesa, the edge rusher out of Iowa. 
I think I don't think that they need an edge rusher, do they? They have Smith, the uh, two Smith, uh, Zadarius and Preston Smith off the edge. Yeah, but th- this is just another guy. This guy fell, and he's look. The Packers just need the best player on the board, and I think that this is the best player on the board. The Packers need to fix something in middle linebacker land. And and look, they can they can put him in the middle. They can put it. They can move him to D tackle. He's big enough and strong enough to move inside. Yeah, I think that's I, not their big. I think that the Packers' biggest position of need is middle linebacker right now. Yeah, but there's not a middle linebacker good enough. Remember the 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 uh, Ravens traded up over the t- over the Packers. I mean, they would uh, they traded up to make sure nobody else could take Kenneth Murray. Yeah, but I just th- I think that they're either going to trade back or that they're. They definitely, you know, I definitely could think they could trade back, but I just didn't see a team that I thought would trade to thirty. Yeah. So I just have them taking the best player on the board. That makes sense. Just because they're such a good team, and they just need to get better at certain at certain spots. Yeah. All right. With two more picks left, I have the 49ers taking Christian Fulton, the corner out of LSU. Yeah, I like this pick. Geez, more LSU corners. That's LSU secondary. Yes, pretty much. Amazing. Yeah. Remember that. <laughs> Yeah, they call it. That's gonna go down. That's gonna that team is gonna go down as one of the best all around teams in college football history. A hundred percent. Not the and, best, but among the best. Yeah, and San Francisco needs a another corner to replace Akella Witherspoon, who was not good at all this year. Yeah, and him yeah. complimenting Richard Sherman. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, terrifying defense. Hmm. Plus the defense yeah. that they've already built down in San Francisco. The defense that they built in San Francisco has a good D-line and a solid secondary and some pretty good linebackers. The defense in San Francisco, is it's really good, don't get me wrong, but I think that there's some parts of it that are a little bit overhyped. Yeah. Like their secondary. With The only really good person I see in their secondary right now is Richard Sherman. Yeah. Call me crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, we got one more pick, and that is the Chiefs. But – The Chiefs, they traded away. They traded away. Oh, who did they trade it to? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let me guess. Can I make a bold prediction before you tell me? Go ahead. Good. Buccaneers are going to take an alignment. No. I think oh. they take a running back. Nope. They don't need a wide receiver. They're going to pick someone on defense. Quarterback, Jacob Eason, Washington. Ooh, I guess I never thought of Jacob Eason. Yeah, I never really thought about this pick. I swear this guy. Like- really? A, he's not a first-round guy. If you look at him, he's he's close. And I think that the, I think they pick him here he, because they don't know. Because it's just, where it's he's just too close. I, he's I, just too – yeah. He just felt – it's like how everyone looked at Daniel Jones. He could have been a late first rounder, but he was supposed to be. He was. He, it would have made sense as a second rounder, right? You know and, I mean? and, and yeah, so I just think the Buccaneers take him because they don't want anybody else to get him. And so, um, yeah. And we saw the last time a tree team traded up to thirty-two to draft a quarterback. It worked out pretty well. Yeah. And it does make sense. I mean, after the after the top twenty-five picks, let's be honest. Those picks, they matter, but like 
not as much. It's the top 15 for me. I think after the top 15, that that's yeah. where the players are. You're, you're just going to start seeing more trades happen after the right. top 20, right. 25. Because if you think about it, last year we had one trade in the top 10, Devin Bush, and that was at number 10. Right. And the next pick we had wasn't until the Eagles moved up to take Andre Dillard, right? Yeah. And that was at 22 or 3. Right. So. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, that was my mock draft. Um, and for I'm, I, the most I, part, I agreed with it. There were parts of it that I just yeah. think are a little bit off, but I agreed with it for the most part. Yeah, I, like, I like your books. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more probably the week of the draft and then uh, I think that I think that uh since I am still learning the prospects that Anthony and I for the NFL draft special that I see inevitably happening. Anthony, you and I should do a top fifteen mock draft. Well no, wait. You gotta listen. Next week we are yeah. we're gonna split up the teams and we're going to do a mock draft live. Live mock draft? Yep. Cool. I like that idea. So, yeah, um, yeah, that'll be next week, and we're going to have fun with that. So, um, that has been uh, this week's episode of The Undefeated. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, And, you know, we'll catch you next week. Catch you next week. Still being on quarantine. Stay quarantined. Stay quarantined.